With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. We do uh, greet each one of you once again in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ. We want to continue on our previous message, The Master's Will. The Master's Will. We were looking at Luke chapter 12, and we had gotten down to verse 46. How that the master of that servant. Now, this is the servant who does not do what the master wants, who does not get prepared. And this is symbolic of individuals who live their lives for themselves rather than living their lives in service to God. And I want to encourage you, my brother and my sister, that and let you to know the only reason why we're here in this world, in this realm, is to live and to please God. We are, Listen, there is an eternity. There is a forever. And forever is too long to be spending in a lake of fire and burning sulfur. Now, five seconds is, is too long to spend in a lake of fire and burning sulfur. If somebody told you right now they were going to just dip your toe in a lake of fire and burning sulfur, most of us would, would vehemently resist because we would feel like just dipping our toe in a lake of fire and burning sulfur is too much. That That's too long. That's too long. Well, forever is how long individuals have to spend, not just their toe, their whole being, spirit, soul, and body, in a lake of fire and burning sulfur forever, forever, forever. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. I know the adversary has done a masterful job of making some of us or convincing some of us to think that this life is is not that important or that it's not that important to live for God or not that important to do for God. But listen to me, my brother and my sister. Living for God is the most important thing. Living for God is the only real reason why we are here. Now, some of you, ah, you don't want to hear that. You got other things to do. Listen, the word of God may not seem like that much to you now. It, might, it may not seem that important to you now, but I guarantee you, my brother and my sister, that there will come a time that the word of God will be the most important, or you will wish that it was most important. God has given us his word as a lifeline. Now, if you are drowning in the ocean, you know, and, and someone throws you out a lifeline, more than likely 
You're going to take that lifeline. You're going to do all you can to get to that lifeline. You are going to really want that lifeline. God's word is a lifeline to humanity, to creation. You and I can be saved through God's word. You and I can be blessed through and through God's word. You and I can be healed. Listen, every good and perfect gift that God has for you and for me will be found through his word. This is why God wants us connected with his word. This is why God wants us studying his word. This is why God wants us knowledgeable of his word, because God knows that the good things that he has for humanity, for creation, are found in his word. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister, as we examine God's word, as we search God's word, we are examining and searching out our own blessings. We are examining and searching out our own good things that 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 God wants to do to us and through us and for us. So God's word. God's word. See, this is how God communicates his will to humanity through his word. Faith comes by hearing. All right. So we understand we got to hear. And hearing by the word of God. And God says, not just hear anything. You've got to hear my word. I want to encourage you. Some of some of you under the sound of my voice wonder about why certain people are blessed. Why I'm saying they here. They're here. They're here. See. God will tell you where your blessings are. God will tell you who has your blessings. God will tell you how to get through to how to get to your blessing, but you got to pass through God's word. He tells you through his word. He tells me through his word. Now, what the Lord is flashing in my spirit now is his disciples and how that early in his earthly ministry, he was preaching and teaching to his disciples. He put out in in a little boat, little from shore, preaching and teaching, sharing with the people God's word, just sharing with them God's word, God's word, God's word. Then he tested his disciples. He told them to launch out into the deep and let down their nets for a catch. Peter spoke up and said, Lord, you know, we've worked hard all night, haven't caught anything. In other words, at first he didn't do it. At first he was resisting and wanted to talk about how what he'd been doing and how things been going. Didn't have any fish. Then he said, but because you say so, we'll do it. He agreed with God's word, but still didn't have any fish. But then the Bible says when they had done so. They caught such a large number of fish that the nets began to break. In other words, when they put God's word into practice, and there are some of you under the sound of my voice right now, God is just waiting for you to put his word 
into practice. God said, I can bless you. I could have blessed you a long time ago. But I'm waiting for you to put my word into practice. God said, when you put my word into practice, I've got to bless you because my word is blessed. I've got to bless my word. So God's word is blessed. When we do God's word, we too are blessed. This is why God wants us, longs for us to do his word, because he knows when we start doing his word, there are blessings that are going to come in our lives, come in our marriages, come in our ministry, our relationships, our finances, when we start doing his word. Now, God be sending back saying, look, I know what's going to happen when you don't do my word. You're going to have to be chastened. You're going to have to be punished. You're going to have to run into curses. You're going to have to... So God says, do my word. Just do my word. This servant, in verse 46, Luke 12 and 46, this servant that does not want to do the master's will, the Bible says the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect. What happens? The Lord is dealing with me. That when we don't want to do God's word, we don't want to obey. We don't want to listen to God. God says a whole lot of things come on you unexpected. A whole lot of negative things, a whole lot of trials, a whole lot of tribulations. Some of you under the sound of my voice, you go from one bad thing happen to another bad thing happen to spring, bad things springing up, bad things popping up. Well, a lot of that is because you don't want to do what God say. See, the, ma- the master of that servant will come on a date when he does not expect, meaning that God will do a lot of things unexpectedly, allow, allow a lot of things to happen to you unexpectedly when you don't want to do the master's will. We're talking about the master's will, the master's will. I want to encourage you, implore you, admonish you, do the master's will as much as you possibly can. Find out the master's will. Do the master's will. The Bible said the master of that servant will come on a day when he does not expect him. And that an hour he's not aware of. What? What happens? A lot of things happen in life. When you don't want to do what God say do, a whole lot of things be happening that you didn't know nothing about. A whole lot of unexpected stuff. One of the things that God will do for us that have his Holy Spirit, that attempt to walk by and listen to his Holy Spirit, the Bible lets us know that the Holy Spirit will warn us of things yet to come. He will tell us of things yet to come. So the Holy Spirit, not that the Holy Spirit tell us everything and we know everything. No, because we don't. Only God does. But the Holy Spirit will tell us a lot of things. Holy Spirit will show us a lot of things before they ever happen, before they ever come to pass. So we don't want to be living lives of unexpected horror, unexpected bad things, unexpected trials, just a whole lot of unexpected. The master of that servant will come in a time. When he does not expect him at an hour when he is not aware of. 
And watch this. He will cut him to pieces and assign him a place with the unbelievers. Now, look at, look at what happens. Look at what the master has to do. Comes at a time when he doesn't expect it. Comes at a time when he's not aware of and does things to him that he does not expect. Says we'll cut him to pieces. This, this servant was not expecting to be cut to pieces. But he ends up being cut to pieces. You know, ends up being assigned a place with unbelievers. See, the servant who knows the master's will and does not get ready or does not uh, do what the master wants will be beaten with many blows. Now, we're talking about the master's will. So what we understand is our comprehension, our understanding, our revelation of the master's will will have a lot to do with how we are treated in this life. When God, when we really don't know, God does not hold us as accountable. But when we really know, or when we really should know, then God will beat us with many blows. The servant who knows the master's will and doesn't get ready, when we know and God's saying, you're still not going to get ready, you know what I said, you're still not going to listen to me. You know what I've commanded, you're still not going to do what I say. God says, then you're going to be beat with many blows. But the one who does not know, in other words, sincere ignorance, you know, you say you really didn't know. But the one who does not know and does things deserving of punishment will still be beaten. God said, I'm still going to beat you. But you'll only be beaten with flu blow, few blows. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Uh-oh. You say, Apostle, what does that mean? You've been given much on that job? God is demanding much and uh, offering. You've been given much wisdom. God is demanding much uh, share with your generation. You've been given much revelation. God is demanding much uh, uh, preaching and teaching. Whatever God has given you much of, God is demanding much of that from you. Don't let God give you much of something. And you just want to you just want to give few of that or you just want to give little of that. I don't know how many people I run into that don't even realize they jeopardizing their blessing. Blessed with good jobs, blessed financial blessings, blessed, and want to try to give God or give the church little. They don't even realize they are jeopardizing their whole blessing. From God says, look, if you've been given much, God says, I'm demanding much. But if you've been entrusted with much, God says, I'm asking for much. That is just the way God operates. So you need to be careful, children of God. We need to be careful. Asking God for a whole lot of this, asking God for a whole lot of that. You need to know that when you get a whole lot of that, God is going to be asking you for a whole lot of that. You asked God for a whole lot of money. Now God is asking you for a whole lot of money. Now let me get this straight. Because some of you all out there under the sound of my voice, you ask God for a whole lot of money. 
whether on a job or whether a blessing, but then you only want to give him a little bit of money, God's not going to tolerate it. God's not going to tolerate it. I'm telling you. If you ask God for much of something, get ready. God is going to ask you for much of that same thing. For it, Look at what the Bible says. From everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. Everyone, from, from everyone who has been given much, much will be demanded. From the one who has been entrusted with much, you've asked God for much again. Scripture says much more will be asked. So understand, the same way you're asking God for more and more and more, whatever you're asking God for more and more and more of, God is going to ask you for more and more and more of that too. Let me say this again. Whatever you and I are asking God for more, more, and more of, God is going to be asking us for more, more, and more of that. We bless God. We bless God. We pray the Lord is blessing each one of you. Very well, in the mighty and the precious name of Jesus Christ, we're talking about the Master's will. So, children of God, let us not only know the Master's will, because we, we've learned that knowing the Master's will and not doing the Master's will can get us beat with many blows. But let us know or get to know the master's will and let us do the master's will. When you put the knowledge of God's will together with the doing of God's will, Listen, my brothers and my sisters, some of you all out there praying against witches and praying against wizards and praying. Listen, knowing the master's will, knowing God's will and doing God's will is all, all it takes to be blessed in this life. When you know God's will and you do God's will, Blessings will be your portion, and nobody, no witch, no wizard, no warlock, no demon, no ruler, authority, principality of this dark world can stop you. Now, if you don't know the master's will, you already cursed. Because when you don't know what God wants you to do, there's no way you can do it. So now God cannot bless you like he wants to because you're not doing what he has told you. But when we know it, see, God is not big on ignorance. That's why God God even handles ignorance in and, in and of himself. God knows everything. God, watch this, children of God. God is so against ignorance that God knows everything. Ignorance means you don't know. But there's nothing that God don't know. That just shows you how much God is against ignorance. God does not want us to be ignorant. In fact, the word says God will not have us ignorant before men. If you and I are ignorant of something, then that is a choice we have made. Because God 
does not like it. God does not want us to be ignorant. That's why he tells us. That's why he reveals things to us. That's why he shares things with us. Because God doesn't want his children ignorant. Would you want your children to be ignorant? No. Of course not. So that's, this is why we sit down and we talk to them and we share different things with them because we don't want our children ignorant. Well, we're God's children. We are God. God is our Heavenly Father. We are His children. Through and by His Spirit, He reveals. He talks to us. He lets us to know things so that we will not be ignorant. God sends his apostles. You say, Apostle, how you know? Because God sent me every day. I hope you don't think I'm here just to be, just because I choose to be here. I'm here because God sent me. I'm preaching because God has told me. I'm teaching because God has instructed me, just like the early apostles. They were instructed by God to go into the temple courts and teach the people the full message of this new life. Why? Because God does not want his people to be ignorant. Now, some of you, you know, I praise God for you, those of you that choose to, to worship with us and come in and hear what the Spirit of God has to say. But a lot of you, a lot of individuals choose not to. Yeah. Well, that's their choice. But understand this, my brother and my sister. Every choice we make, we will have to give an account of it. If we choose to be wise, all well and good. If we choose to be ignorant, we're going to have to give an account of that choice. If we choose to study God's word, all well and good. If we choose not to study, then we will have to give an account of that. So understand that the 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 mistakes or the wrong choices that we make, we're going to have to give an account of that to God. In other words, we're going to have to explain to God why did we make that choice? Why did we decide to do that when we knew that God wanted us to do something different? So, my brother and my sister, so as not to have to explain or be trying to explain a lot of nonsense to God, let's do what God wants us to do. Let's do the master's will. See, there's the will of God, then there's something else. Let's do the will of God. Let's find out what it is now. And let's do it. Let's do it. Um, Luke chapter 12. Very powerful chapter. Um, our focus today, um, we looked at verses 35 on down through 48. We understood the importance of knowing God's will, the importance of doing God's will. Listen, everything else in life is a waste of time. Knowing God's will, 
doing God's will. That's the only thing in life that really matters. Everything else is just a waste of time. It's a waste of time. God basically wants to see us involved in two things, getting to know his will and doing his will. Got to take time to get to know it. You know, you got to be, got to take time. You know, then we got to do it. Plain and simple. It's really, you know, it's really very simple, this life. If we do it like God wants us to do. This life is really very simple. Get to know the master's will. In other words, listen to God. Hear what God is saying. And then do what God is saying. That's the simplicity of life that many men and women miss. And they're caught up in trying to please people, trying to please their wife, trying to please their husband, trying to do what their kids want them to do, trying to fix, do, fix it up so that the congregation will like it, so that people won't be, ah, nonsense, nonsense. Hear what God say and do what God say. That's all you got to do, my brother or my sister. Um, the Lord keeps flashing something in my spirit now to share with you all. When Jesus was over at the home of Mary and Martha, Mary was sitting at the Lord's feet listening to what he said. Martha was encumbered about by all the preparations that had to be made. In other words, she was busy doing a whole bunch of other stuff. She got upset, broke up the sermon, interrupted the sermon. Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her to help me. Jesus said, Martha, Martha. You are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. And Jesus said, only one, you don't need but one thing in life. Some of you all under the sound of my voice, you've got a whole lot of stuff going. You, and listen, you, ain't, you don't need but one thing in life. We don't need but one thing in life. Human beings, we are human beings. We don't got one little thing. God has a way of simplifying things. The adversary are confused things. Hey, doing this, doing that, going here, going there, listening to this one. God said, oh, Martha, only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better. In other words, Mary has chosen to live life the way it's supposed to be lived. Mary has chosen to approach God the way God is supposed to be approached. All she did is sat down and listen. Some of you all in here with me, all you're doing is sitting down, listening. you choosing what God wants you to do with his word. God, you send his apostles, you send his prophets, and they would tell, hear, O Israel. Just hear. Just hear what God got to say first. Then second, you go and do it. Jesus told Martha, said, Martha, Martha, you are you. You're the one that's worried and upset about many things. Why? Because she hadn't chosen to hear what God had to say. Well, people don't choose to hear what God had to say. They'd be all worried. They'd be all topsy, all turbid. Can't sleep at night wondering why I don't know. Jesus said, Martha, you're the one that's worried and Mary has chosen what is better. Listen to me, my brothers and my sisters. 
in this life, we can choose what is better or we can choose what is worse. My prayer for every one of us, we will choose what is better. What is better between hearing God's word and hearing the word of others, hearing God's word. What is better between doing the will of God and doing what we want to do, doing God's will. God has always time two things on the table. God will let us know which one is better. God will let us know which one is better. We you know, we might want to listen to the apostle or listen to the prophet or watch TV. God will let us know which one is better. Listen to me, my brother and my sister. As we make better choices in life, we will see better things out of life. Let me say that again. Some of you didn't get that. As we make better choices in life, we will see better things out of life. Let us choose what is better. Let us get in the habit of choosing what is better. Choosing what is better to eat. You can eat a whole bunch of fatty or sugary foods, or you can eat a whole bunch of healthy foods. Let us choose what is better. We spend a lot of time watching TV, or we spend a lot of time studying God's Word. Let us choose what is better. We can choose to be generous toward the, the work of God and the ministry, or we can choose to be selfish towards the work of God and ministry. Let us choose what is better. Because listen, as if you choose what is better, if I choose what is better, you will like the outcome of that better than if we choose what is worse. Praise the name of Jesus. So Luke 12 deals with our choices. Uh, the faithful, wise manager can make a choice to be put in charge, to give servants their food at the proper time, to be doing what the master wants when he returns, or he can choose to beat the other servants, the men and the women, to eat and drink and get drunk. You know, it, your choice. But understand that our choices have consequences. You know, people that end up in hell, they may have liked the choice they made in life to not live for God or to live for the flesh or to live in pleasure, but they don't like the consequences of that choice. God revealed something to me a few years ago. He said, Robert, no one who ends up in hell thinks they made the right decision in life. And there's people in hell. Make no mistake about it, my brother and my sister. There are people. We got family members that are in hell right now that wish they could come back and live for God and do for God. And God is saying too late. But it's not too late for you, my brother. Not too late for you, my sister. So let us use our time wisely. Let us use our time. Thank you, Holy Spirit, to do the master's will. So that the master doesn't have to come back at a time when we least expect it, at an hour when we're not aware. 
and cut us to pieces and assign us a place with unbelievers. That means hell. That's where unbelievers go. Whole people in hell didn't believe a whole lot of things. They didn't believe they had to be saved. They didn't believe they had to live for God. They didn't believe they had to follow the word. They didn't believe they had to, a whole lot of people, people in hell for a whole lot of reasons. But at the end of the day, they did, did not believe God. My encouragement to my generation. See, you know, I'm held at a little different level of accountability. Not that I'm perfect or not that I'm better than anybody. Just my accountability is a little higher because I know God's voice. I know what God is saying. And so, I, you know, for me not to preach or for me not to warn my generation or for me not to, to get ready, I, I, get beat, I get beat severe and I get beat quick. About like a parent with a real, about like a person with a, a child with real strict parents. Child, say you got children with different types of parents. You know, some children have parents that's lax. They can do anything, say anything, act any way. Then you got some children have real strict parents. So where these these children have real strict parents, if they even try some of the nonsense that their others, their peers might be doing, they go, they will get beat. Or punished immediately. Well, I'm like a child with a real strict parent. Because just any kind of craziness, God will get me for. He'll get me severe and he'll get me quick. So I encourage you, my brother and my sister. You know, we got real strict parents. God. And he don't want to see and won't tolerate nonsense out of us. So we need to get right. Bible says it's time for judgment to begin with the house of God. And if judgment begins with the house of God, what will become of the ungodly and the unbelievers? What's going to happen if if the righteous are scarcely saved, rather? what will, We as righteous men and women, children of God, we are just scarcely saved. What will become of the unbelievers? What's going to happen to people that don't want to believe God? That don't want to take God seriously. They don't want to take his word seriously. Don't want to take his... What do you think is going to happen to them? They're going to be signed a place with unbelievers. So, we praise God for each of you. Pastor Jeffrey, God bless you, my brother. Uh, I think it's Liberia. Pastor Jeffrey has typed up here and said, it's better we obey his voice in every aspect of our lives. That's very true, my brother. I couldn't have said it better. It is better if we obey his voice in every aspect of our lives. So, my brothers and my sisters, as we make it a habit to sincerely seek to listen and to obey, his voice. Uh, we will see more blessings. Well, so God says two things will happen to you, Robert, when you obey me more. Watch this. Let me give you this, and then I'm going to close. One, when we obey God more, we're going to see more blessings in our lives. I mean, that's just it. You obey God more, get blessed by God more. That's just the way it works. Do like God say more, then get ready to receive more of what God. And number two, we will receive less beatings. 
will receive less chastisement. When we obey God, we don't have to get beat as much. So, my brother and my sisters, you know, we had to come back and finish this message. Uh, I had one or two things to take care of. One of our vehicles here was being towed uh, to the mechanic, and I had to go out and oversee it. Um, uh, so I had to, to cut the message a little short earlier, but the Lord was uh, unctioning me to come back and to finish. We pray that you all have been blessed by the preaching and teaching of God's word today, that you've been edified, strengthened, encouraged. Uh, for those of you that want to be a blessing to the ministry, uh, feel free to go to our church website. You can do that. Uh, we would greatly appreciate it. For those of you that are supporting the ministry, thank God for you. Uh, may God continue to bless you uh, to strengthen your hands. There's some of you under the sound of my voice. You know how this thing works. You get blessed. You, you know, you do more of what God say. You get more of God's blessings. Well, when we receive more of God's blessings, God expects us to bless him more, as we talked about a little bit earlier. Anything we asking God for more of, we need to understand that God is asking us for more of that, too. Um, I'm going to go now. I pray that you all uh, have a blessed remainder of your day. The Lord willing, we will be back at 6 p.m. So uh, as many as possible, we pray that you uh, join us this evening for worship. Um, feel free, like like uh, Pastor Jeffrey did, to to share uh, this insightful message. Pastor Jeffrey said from uh, uh, Liberia, says it is better we obey his voice in every aspect of our lives. He is very very true. Um, feel free to type in to, to contribute to the the form. It's not just about me preaching and teaching as the Holy Spirit is in all of us as children of God. And we can all be a blessing to the body of Christ. So may God bless you, children of God. Heaven smile on you until we meet again. May the grace of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit, rest, rule, and abide henceforth, now, and forevermore. Listen, surely goodness and mercy will follow us all the days of our lives. We shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever and ever. Amen and amen. God bless you, children of God. This is Apostle Robert Bryant for the Christian Center Church Worldwide. Signing out.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.